Hello again, and welcome to Faith, Family, and Politics. I'm your host, Joshua Cummins. Uh, there's a, yeah. We're going to have a really big show today. <laughs> I was afraid he was waiting for us to cheer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, definitely not. No, that was our good friend, Louis Rodriguez, on uh, recording there. He's at, he's at home feeling, uh, <laughs> he's not feeling so hot, uh, so please keep him in your prayers. Um, went and dropped off some soup to him, so hopefully hopefully the soup helps and gets him, gets him well, along with your prayers. So uh, show him some love. Um, before I introduce these uh, other guys at the table here today, I just want to take a moment to talk about Revolver Broadcasting as a whole. Not only this show, but Faith, Family, Politics. But uh, I promise there is not a timeshare at the end. <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, it's not like Martha's Vineyard, right? Um, so <laughs> or Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. Chicago. Uh, but we also have, uh, at, you know, as, as we heard before, Louis has his show, uh, Rodriguez Rants. Uh, that's Louis Rodriguez uh, hosting, and then uh, Alan McFarland, who hosts The Laughing Libertarian. You know him and love him, I think. And then uh, <laughs> I'll stop writing. What was the refresh title for for Danny's show that you came up with, Alan? <laughs> what the truth be with Danny T? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that goes over with him. But uh, yeah. for right now, it's uh, what is the truth about dot 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 with Danny, and uh, it's host Danny Tippett. So make sure you're checking that out. Um, his son is a local football star in the high school. He's been he's been really killing it. Uh, Kid is killing it. He's yeah. probably kill, he's killing it right now while we're on air. Yeah, while yeah while we're recording, he's yeah he's probably gonna just bag another one home for New Palestine. <laughs> We're proud of you, kiddo. Um, so uh, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and start uh, talking about these guys here right here at the table. Um, now, you've heard the voice of Alan McFarland uh, diagonal from me here. For those of you on audio, he is diagonal from me this week. It's uh, House of Laughing Libertarian, Alan McFarland. How you doing, sir? Thank you for having me on, man. <laughs> Riding like crazy, trying to make these people happy. Yeah. Maybe they'll laugh a little bit. Hopefully. Look out, right? Tech. Yeah. Bringing them information and laughter. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and all those new shorts we're putting out, not my personal shorts. Just yeah. videos. Salute those shorts. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, across from him uh, and next to me is my father, Gary Moore. Welcome one and all. Good to be here tonight. It's always a joy. Jump on the show. Um, looking forward to trying to fill the the shoes of Louis Rodriguez. I, I said, the, told the hostesses, so does that mean that every now and then I need to Talk a little bit Latino, a little New Yorker in there, just so so everyone still feels at home. He's like, no, it's not necessary, and I'm like, that's perfectly fine. I, I'm limited on my New Yorker. <laughs> well, probably on the Puerto Rican too, I bet. <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> just say orale. No, orale. <laughs> that's fast. It's gonna be fast. Yes. Yeah. Puerto Rican speak fast. <laughs> and then bringing the message this week, returning, and I'm very happy about this. That hey guys, willing to join us. Mr. Richard Greenfield. Yes, sir. Thank you for coming, sir. You got it. And uh, you've got a, a title for us and and uh, and uh, in our message this week. I do. Building the walls. Building the walls. Build a wall. Big beautiful wall. Yeah. Wall, I like wall. it. <laughs> Building the walls. All right. Were we just talking uh, about tearing some down a few weeks ago? Maybe. No. <laughs> no. uh, more no. about, it was more about a city and you know walking around it yes. yeah <laughs> where, where are you those, those walls come crashing down by the by the grace of god and that was a beautiful beautiful thing when bad walls fall it is beautiful but when good walls go up things take place it's not racist if you fill in the gaps on a wall exactly. just to let you know it's only racist if you're initially building it but if you're just filling in the gaps 
not racist. I mean, you know, Nancy Pelosi has a gated community. So they have walls and then they have gates. So there are spots that you can cross. You just have to have the secure code or the authorization from someone within the walls. Well, and the interesting thing about this is the Great Wall, they filled in the gaps with, well, whoever died in the spot. So (laughs) there's that. Yes, it, it worked for China. And so why can't it work for America too? All right. Absolutely. It's a prayer. Yeah, sure. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this time together and with faith, family, and politics. And Father, I just ask that you guide us and lead us and that uh, we can have something useful and uh, knowledgeable that we can give to our public. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So. Oh, you want me to go first? Build the walls. Build the walls. Build the walls. Yeah, this is the faith portion. This is is your show right now, sir. Uh, All right. The next 20 minutes. Nehemiah (laughs) was a guy that was asked. He went back to. I almost said, bless you. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's H-U. H-U. He doesn't really hate you. It was H-U. H-U. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) Okay, so let's just read the verse. Nehemiah 4.14. After I looked things over, I stood up and said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, your God, um, who is great and awesome, and fight for your families your sons and your daughters and your wives and your homes. And there's a lot of stuff packed into that verse. I mean, right now, Nehemiah is being called of God to rebuild the wall, but the people just aren't quite sure because they keep seeing these mean and awesome people that are going to kill them. Okay, so they have a trowel, and they're pouring out the mud on one side, and they've got a sword in the other. And so, I mean, they're they're going to be, um, they could be killed by building rebuilding this wall. And yeah. one of the things you do to conquer a city is you tear down the wall. And the wall was in ruins. And so when Nehemiah looked at it, he went to Artaxerxes and said, man, it's, I, I'm, I'm having a bad time here. I need to rebuild this wall. And so Artaxerxes let him go. And uh, so they started gathering the, the people together. But one of the things I want you to look at is it's the first phrase there says, after I look things over. Sometimes when we look things over, and this is one of the things we do with faith, family, and politics, is we look things over. What's going yeah. on in the world? Okay. So what's happened? What's the reality? What's the truth? What's, you know, is, it, is this a bunch of hype? Is this a bunch of false fake news? What is it? You know, so Nehemiah looked things over and saw the condition that things were in and the enemies that were against God's people. And he said, then I stood up. Well, what are you going to stand for? You know, this is a part of the verse that's saying, I'm going to stand up. But literally, he stood up, but he did figuratively also. He stood up, and he's going to stand against all what's going on in this in this uh, community. And uh, he said, then I said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people. So no matter what level of politics you're in, in the city, the state, the government, federal government, the world, whatever, he said, don't. Be, or he said, uh, and the rest of you says, don't be afraid of them. Don't be afraid of them. Okay, bottom line, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your families. Now let's back up a little bit. Remember the Lord. Remember the Lord. He is the one that's great and awesome. He's the one that is the, the creator of the universe. And if he says do something, it's going to get done, right? Right. So there's nothing to be afraid of. Um, and fight for your families your sons and your daughters and your wives and your homes. That's what we are supposed to do is fight for our families, fight for our sons, fight for our daughters, fight for our wives and our homes. So that's pretty much it right there. 
Questions and answers? So going with that, like, that sounds like a familiar situation right now, like for Border Patrol here in here in America. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're trying to <laughs> stay safe. Yep. And you got a lot of uh, coyotes trying to sex traffic. Mm-hmm. One, um, you got a lot of them bringing over not their best, as, as Trump put it. Oh, yeah. You got to watch uh, out for that sex traffic. You don't want to park your car there. No, no, no. no. You got to protect yeah. your car. No kidding. <laughs> These guys will jump right on the trunk, and it's just not a sight to see. Oh, no. oh, that's sex trafficking. Never mind. <laughs> I thought that was the name of a band. <laughs> <laughs> Probably is. I think that's Sex Pistols. So that was it. Johnny Rodham. Okay, yeah. get ready. Yeah. No, I, I can I honestly say yeah. I, I think there's there is some even some kind of deeper viewpoint when when Nehemiah goes through and says remember the Lord, kind of keep in mind what was the reason that they were in the situation that the wall was down in the first place. Exactly. Um, you need it. It comes down to parents acting like parents when the kids are little. Mm-hmm. Don't don't wait till they're in high school and say oh I I need help from the government on taking care of my kids. It's like no. You take care of your kid when you're when you're raising them and educate them correctly. Scripture says, "Train up in a child in the way he'll go, and he'll not depart from it." Amen. And the only way that works is if you're doing your job. And unfortunately, the nation of Israel, who was to be the example for the world, couldn't even do that. Right? They'd do it for a little while, then they cried for a king, got a king, and then they couldn't manage to get that stuff right. So they was finally given the king that God liked, and that was David. But, I mean, David didn't live the life that he was completely supposed to, even though where he was. But, I mean, by the time we get to Nehemiah, you've got a society of people, a generation of people that, you know, on one hand they're going, woe is us. But on the other hand, they kind of forget. It's like, oh, yeah, this is our fault. Right. And, and you know, the other thing, too, is keep in mind, the people of, of God are in captivity at this point. Yeah. And is that what's going to happen to America? Because we've lost our values. We've lost our vision. We've lost who we are. It are is, is God going to allow us to be a nation that's maybe in captivity? I think at times, I think we kind of realistically are. I mean, it's kind of how it, to a degree it felt like captivity in 2020 mm-hmm. when, uh, you know, the, the lock-ins, um, you know, 14 days to to uh, flatten the curve, and that turned into a year. Now, granted, I mean, I was working in uh, Lafayette here in the state of Indiana, so for me, it you know, when they started the lockdowns, I was in Baltimore. You were you were uh, essential. Yeah, well, <laughs> so, well which was interesting. You're essential here too. I, I, that's why I, that's why I get invited every now and then. I mean, <laughs> I was I'm important. We appreciate you, Louie. Sorry, Gary. Gary. Yeah, 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 yeah. They look the same, right? Yes. <laughs> that's how that's how I let you know you're essential. Yes, <laughs> exactly. You look important. Um, yeah, no, it's but it's that whole notion of there is a there is a line that you need to walk with God. Mm-hmm. And the people were not doing that. And I think kind of partly, and that's kind of the beautiful thing about Scripture. There there's, there are certain things that are said and thir- certain things that aren't because they're not necessarily essential. But when you break down the words and phrases, you find out that there's a whole lot more there than meets the eye. Um, in the book of, oh, goodness, bad part is I'm going through it, Habakkuk. 
I mean, here is a good a, enunciation, by the way. If you if you hear it in the Hebrew, it's which is that was a complete botch. It's kind of scary. Yeah. Kinda Let's close. go with the first. Yes. Got, a, got a rag for that. Microphone. I'm gonna. Oh, I was gonna say <laughs> wipe that thing off. I think it got wet. <laughs> I, I don't think any got on the. No, did okay. All right, I, I, took I got a little bit on him. I took my glasses on. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> he, he asked for the news, not the weather. Everything else but, will wash. Um, <laughs> Let the man go, guys. But in, in the end, hey, that's kind of part of the this part of the run of the mill. Um, but in the midst of that, in that he is looking at the people and he's like, you know, the Mosaic Law, we're shot. We're not doing what we're supposed to do. Um, you've got people, bad people doing bad things to good people and God is seemingly not punishing them. It's like, Lord, I'm crying out. I'm I'm What's forced up? to I'm forced to see this violence and nothing's being done. And then God's got to come back and say, Man, even if I told you what I was doing and the and the work I'm getting ready to do in your day, if I told you everything I was doing, you're not going to believe it. Yeah, it and sounds I know, similar I, to now. Yeah, yeah, it sounds similar to this yeah. country yeah. right now. Summer of right. 2020 um, sounds very similar yeah. to now. That the destruction of all kinds of uh, businesses, property, deaths. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was yeah. I, I <laughs> Sounding think, very similar. Yeah, I think something <laughs> else that's kind of kind of looking in at at not only the captivity there, but when we look at Sodom and Gomorrah in the midst of that, uh, because in referencing the United States, I mean, are we? Are we a land that will find ourselves in captivity? I kind of feel like we are. But at the same time, I, I think that there's there are Abrahams that are praying, Lord, if you'll find if you find so many righteous, are you yeah. going to save the land? So I, I believe and I know the vast majority of the people, well, I shouldn't even say the vast I don't even know what the percentage is as to uh, what our true gospel believing Jesus loving Christians that, that are truly walking with Christ, not just saying, well, you know, I go to church on Sunday morning and, um, you know, that's all the God I need. That's actually broke down on uh, episode four of uh, Danny's show. Yes. So and uh, so all those percentages. Check it out then. Um, comment, enjoy, thumbs up, subscribe, and all that stuff. What Troopy. Danny Tippy. Danny Tippy. Danny T, what it be. I kind of like that. That sounds pretty good. You can... You can see. I, like I, I threw it to it, him it, last it, night. Well, it's catchy. So now, I mean, if, he'll da- watch Danny, if you're watching, I'm just saying it. Kind of, kind of, kind of punches it up. You know, get some of that younger crowd in. Um, they, you know, you may need to darken the hair up a little bit. You know, that way you get that young what hip hair? crowd. <laughs> well, we've got spray paint. We could fix that. <laughs> wear, wear a ball cap. <laughs> I'm follically challenged. <laughs> You wear the hat backwards with the bill somewhat up a little bit higher, so it makes you look hip. Oh, but um, <laughs> and then he says hip. You don't yeah. wear <laughs> you don't wear it backwards anymore. And everybody yeah. just expects him to grab it. Man, how do we get to hips? Yeah. Let, let the man finish his point. <laughs> yes, yes. Go back to your point. Go back to Habak. Habak. No, he said uh, in the midst. I was like, I was in the midst. Go ahead. In the midst. <laughs> yes. Um, this is the joy that I received. Um, Someone's going to pull the trigger on the revolver. (laughs) But um, when we look at this and we we kind of run that dialogue, God is saying, I've got something that's going on. Israel isn't the only nation. Mm -hmm. Now, when Babylon came in, there were um, 
the capital of Assyria, Nineveh, was destroyed. Egypt was destroyed in um, Charmesh, um, Charm, uh, Charhemesh, um, Car- Carmesh, Carmesh, and um, and then was kind of coming into the land of Israel and into Judah, and we've already had the northern kingdom mm-hmm. has had issue. Why? Because they're not walking with the one. They're they're not dancing with the one that brought them to the dance. There you go. Yeah. And and I think that's kind of where we are as a nation now. We forgot who brought us to the dance. We're too busy dancing with every. We we want to enter into the mosh pit. <laughs> Let's go. And uh, I'm go not for me. sure why they have a southern accent, but we'll work with. I don't know that that was completely a southern <laughs> accent. <laughs> you know, one of the things you're saying is 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 so true. I, uh, General George Washington during you know when during Valley Forge would walk off into the woods often and pray by himself, and um, he was out there praying and a um, sniper was on him and could have pulled the trigger and killed General Washington. But he heard his prayer and he said, we've already lost the war. Because he doesn't have any rifling. No. no. <laughs> because of the prayer. No, because of the prayer. <laughs> the prayer. Yeah, he said, we've already lost the war. Yeah, no. And, when, um, when, when, and this is something you need to realize, when you come to understand who Christ is and who, what, um, what part of your life that he can feel, then whatever comes against you can be defeated and be defeated so easily. And so many people just kind of forget that and they get past that. Um, there were kings and kingdoms when Nehemiah's day, they're trying to rebuild this wall. And they're like, you know, how are they going to put those stones back together? I mean, they're rubbish. They're just, you know, the foxes will knock them down. So, I mean, they're already mocking them on building. and uh, But when people come together, truly come together, you can see great things. And when they can fall underneath the banner that Nehemiah has placed, and what that mm-hmm. banner is, is falling under the submission and love of God, things can take place. Because when you go on, they built the wall, and they built the wall in record time. Why? Because, Alan, you're going to build your section of the wall. Mm-hmm. Richard over here is going to build his section. Josh is going to build his section. Big, I'm beautiful gonna, wall. Big, beautiful wall. I'm going to build mine. Sterling's going to take care of that end, and we're going to throw some gates in between us and him that we can come into the city. And when we work together like that, and that's something in Washington, D.C., they claim that is bipartisanship. But unfortunately, that bipartisanship is always kind of skewed. Mm-hmm. It's always done with a an agenda. I, an agenda. It, it's almost like a having a wash. Yeah, he's got to. I, I got to write that down. That's really good. It's it's bipartisanship. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. True. Okay. Very much so. Nice using yes. the prop for those listening on audio. Yeah. He just offered him about sixty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We're going to build new things now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's cheap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, and realistically, yeah, for them, they're talking millions of dollars, maybe in, even into billions of dollars in transactions that take place that the American people don't understand. And I'm not trying to get ahead of the politics thing, but we've got to stay it's, focused. It, it's, it's very it's, relevant, though. It's, yeah, it, yeah, because it, that, that's, that's where we are as yeah. a society. We just... 
we don't know how to work together and it just feels as though there there are avenues of our society that just would just rather put a label um and i'm kind of kind of over the label um you know it almost feels like there should be a rant about right here <laughs> where's louis no, gotta need, get him better i need a louis rant um, yeah but yes no we've um, it's almost like got, there's lines being drawn yeah. They are, and the problem is, is the line that's drawn in the sand isn't getting anything accomplished. Well, it, you it's have constantly the, dividing the sector of society that needs to be getting things done. Uh, those who are living in easy times, because relatively easy times, regardless of all the financial things that are going on. I mean, in this country, we have relatively easy times, so people find, find things to complain about right. and worry about that have nothing to do with anything. Oh, and crap. He's talking about my show again. <laughs> <laughs> um, they color their hair blue for whatever reason, and they go, wah, woe is me. It's like, or... <laughs> I only colored my hair because the Colts <laughs> game was coming on. <laughs> Not you, obviously. Uh, and then you have men who are supposed to be of God and women who are supposed to be of God, uh, but they're they're too busy. Now, Sterling and I have had this conversation before where, like, talked about uh, going back to Joshua and Caleb. Mm -hmm. Christians back then, or men of God, were offensive, right? They were, they were going out doing what God told them to do. Mm -hmm. And for better or worse, they were bringing God's message wherever they went. Now, let's fast forward a whole lot <laughs> to um, the, the 1960s America. And you have defensive Christians because they're pearl clutching and they're going, oh, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Let's shut that down. You can't be this. You can't be that. That's, that's, uh, and, and they don't want to necessarily – they're just offended by everything and defensive about everything, and they don't just want to go, what about Jesus? Mm -hmm. They don't – like just whatever people are doing, don't worry about what they're doing. Just go, I want to bring you the message of Jesus. Yeah. That's all that you need to do. And so fast forward to today, and so many Christians, men of God, what, what would you say they're, they're at? Oh, good golly. It, where, where, what, if they're not offensive, they're not defensive. They're not either one of those. So where would you say a lot of supposed men and women of God are today? Well, and they're like, sitting on the couch watching, watching the church service saying, I love Jesus, but they're not doing anything to – to further further their their faith or their well their their walk and talk with God is is about is is well it's just the sun. Hey Sterling, you okay. wanna you wanna shout the word from over there? Yes, go you wanna it. shout it? Complacent. Complacent. Yeah, about asleep. Complacent. And submissive. Submissive, submissive asleep. Yeah. Guys, can I can I can I I got something for you. For oh, that. Man, he wants to talk. I, he wants to be on the show and talk. Look out. <laughs> Look out. Okay. I gotta shut up sooner or later, right? right? What uh, <laughs> the guy who's got me going now. Nice. Right. So I'm not judging. Okay? Yes. But a lot of Christians, they go to church every Sunday. They tithe and they volunteer at the church and they do whatever, whatnot, go home, have, live basically good lives. And that's all well and good. But one of the things that I think... That was the complacency that Sterling was just... Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and I think one of the things that... That, that people don't realize is that we are so prosperous in this country, we don't have to pray 
not for our next meal. Where's our next meal going to come from? That's what a lot of nations are doing right now. If you have change in your pocket, you're wealthier than most of the nations on the planet. And they okay. say just American citizenship is, is worth more than what most countries bring in. Right. You know, just the citizenship alone has value. Oh, yeah. And one of the, th- one of the things that, that kind of I want to encourage you with is a lot of people don't see God or see God move in their lives because they don't step out into the unknown. Mm-hmm. One of the things yep. I like about uh, the Line Chasers Manifesto, it says, go after a dream that's destined to fail. You actually with- got it hanging back over behind your oh, head. Yeah, it's right up there here. on the wall. There, yep. there. Okay. <laughs> One of the lines in there says, go after a dream that's destined to fail without divine intervention. Okay. So I had one of those dreams. Okay. And uh, about mid-July, my, uh, my wife looked at me and she says, uh, you're going to go to school, Buster, and you're going to be in school this fall. I go, and this is back in the day of a fax machine. That was the technology. That was the fastest way to get something to somebody is a fax machine. Or current Russia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah current we, Russia. Saw, we saw Putin's office. There you go. <laughs> war room. Okay. A really, fax machine really and two landlines. Really long table. Don't forget <laughs> the long table. He has a fax machine and two landlines behind him when and he's it. talking about nuclear war. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like he has to go actually light them with a lighter to get the missiles to go. Anyway, go What's ahead. <laughs> Darn lighter. Ah, dang it. <laughs> so... So what happened is, is I'm heading toward Anderson University. Okay, now, before I say any of this, mm-hmm. I was a mess, okay? I'm a, I'm a worrywart, and I was such a mess that I had the most severe stomach acid from worrying about the future and how this is all going to work, you know, that I have ever had. You know, I felt like there was a hot poker going right through my guts, okay? So I was at the picture of faith that you would see, you know, like the strong man, like Superman, da, da, da. I wasn't that. Okay. I was probably the opposite image of that. But anyway, so I'm getting in my car. Okay. I'm driving toward one of the most expensive schools in the state of Indiana, Anderson University. I don't have any money in my checking account. I have like 10 bucks left in my checking account. I have about $15 left on a credit card. It's just about maxed out. And I'm heading to the most expensive school in Indiana. Well, let me tell you what happens. I get up there and I talk to this lady and I said, and I'm going through registration, normal registration. I had a break. I went over to answer a phone call that I had left on my tape machine. (laughs) Okay. And she goes, what are you doing over there? And and I said, "Uh, well, I'm registering. She goes, why are you doing that? And I said, because I thought I was supposed to. And she goes, okay, well, are you over 25? Yeah. Did you quit school? Embarrassed. Yes, I quit school. And she said, but you're an adult and continuing education student. I go, what's that? And she goes, like one-third the tuition? I went, oh. So immediately, two-thirds of my tuition was paid for. But the problem was is I had to pay all my tuition as an adult and education student up front, $1,806. It wasn't there. <laughs> it wasn't there. No, just, so, just 10 of it. So <laughs> Yeah. And so uh, I went over to financial aid, and this lady was sitting by, behind her computer. She goes, what are you in for? And I thought, am I going to jail? and she peeks out the monitors back then were like huge and she peeks out from behind that monitor and she goes i said well i'm i I think i'm going to be a a bible major and be called to be a pastor she goes oh okay so she starts clicking around and she goes okay um i see your financial aid transcripts from iupui and you got a 500 dollars state scholarship what'd you get from uh, iu in bloomington and i said that's easy nothing 
She goes, well, I don't have the transcript. Are you lying to me? I go, I'm going to be a Bible major. <laughs> she goes, right. okay. Fair enough. And she goes, okay, Mr. Greenfield. And I go, okay, what? She goes, did you see those two places downstairs that look like teller windows? And I went, yeah. She goes, well, you got $3,600 there. I go, I do? Where'd that come from? She goes, sign here. It's called a student loan. <laughs> I said, okay. You mean those predatory practices that, yeah. that these horrible <laughs> banks do? I paid mine. Every penny. <laughs> but anyway, anyway. Some let's people not go, work and get it done. Yeah, let's not go there yet. <laughs> we'll get down that bunny trail. So then uh, I went back over to the, the registration. She goes, how did you do that? And I go, lady, that's God. So miracle number one. So then my wife had been told that we can't get married student housing for a year and a half. So I went over to the lady for a married student housing. And I thought, well, let's give it a shot. And so she turns around and hands me two sets of keys. She goes, pick out which apartment you want. I went, I got a choice? And she goes, yeah. And so I picked out my apartment. I go, how do you pay for that? She goes, do you got a student account? I go, yep. Miracle number two, <laughs> we have a place to live now. Okay, so then I went over to get my books. And the guy sent me over to a different place, which got me a huge discount on it. I go, how do I pay for these books? And they go, you got a student account? Yep, miracle number three. <laughs> okay, so then um, I thought, you know, my wife is not going to want to cook every single day. She's going to be working her tail off to support me while I'm in school. And we've got two kids. Yeah. And so I wanted to get a meal plan that I could take her to the cafeteria, you know, to you know, feed us and the kids. And they said, yeah, you can do that. And I said, well, how do I pay for that? She goes, you got a student account? I go, yep. Miracle number four. So I am now just reeked with stomach acid. <laughs> okay. So I'm in my new apartment with a stack of books. And I'm like, how'd this happen? So I'm driving home come home to the wife. And I say, Hey, honey, we had four miracles today. I told her the whole story. She goes, well, you're wrong. And I go wrong about what? She goes, we had five miracles. Hmm. I go, what do you mean by five? She goes, well, you know, I got to get a job up there. And I go, Oh yeah, you got to get a job in Anderson. And she said, well, the bank that I work for, which back then was national city bank, the bank that I work for, uh, just bought Anderson banking company. And I move up there with a raise five miracles in one day. Guys, you just don't see that kind of stuff if you don't step out into the unknown. They, okay. they bought that bank a week before, but because it was faxes <laughs> yeah. back and forth, it took a minute. <laughs> it was. It was. But the, but the thing I want... want so that was a big setup. Yeah. Like God God put all those bricks in motion just, yeah. just for you. I, well, it sounds like it. <laughs> right? It sounds like it. But, but see, I would have never... If I had said this is impossible. Sharp one. I don't know. I was saying, are we yeah. talking about 2020 with bricks in motion? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah. Sometimes. I'm pretty sure we've seen some of that in 2020, bricks and motion. <laughs> All, right. All right, let me, let me wrap it up, guys. Okay. okay. So had I believed what I saw on paper, had I believed where I was at in my life, I never would have stepped out like that. Never would have done that. Yeah. I stepped out into the unknown, worried to death. Now, keep in mind that, that, that courage is action despite the fear. And, man, did I have the fear, Okay. But I stepped out, and I stepped out into the unknown. This is why people aren't ex excited in Christianity and Christendom across the nation right now, because they don't step out into the unknown and test God. Test God. In other words, Lord, what are you calling me to that's impossible? You know, what am I, what is it I'm supposed to do? A great movie that I would suggest, you all see there's an app called Tubi, T-U-B-I. I suggest that you download that app and then look up Mully. M-U-L-L-Y, and you'll see exactly the same kind of stuff that I'm talking about right now. So just be encouraged to step out into faith, man. That's what the, that's what the answer is. That's what Nehemiah was doing here. Yeah. yeah and, oh, go ahead, Alan. Oh, no, I was, I was just waiting for Gary to say, I bet Alan tests God every single day. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. That's fair. 
fair statement. Sorry, go ahead. I can see Jesus looking down at me. He goes, Lord, is that one of ours? Yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> Soon he will come to us. <laughs> we, we saved him from the Clintons one time. <laughs> I thought it was just, I thought it was the air conditioning blowing on the curtains. <laughs> Didn't know she was behind there. <laughs> she should have let it. Should have been an example. <laughs> I don't remember that lamp having that kind of a pace. <laughs> it, what the giveaway was the the random person who came in and had to inject her. I knew then. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, we should probably move on. Josh, if you, can, if you can get your composure over there, we should You're move visualizing on to the next that section. Josh. <laughs> you can grab your composure. We should move on to the next section. Yeah, going into the family portion. Family. Of course, yeah. So going into the family portion. Yeah, nice. <laughs> nice to come in strong. Right. Speaking of family. Yeah, um, so I, I do like the uh, the idea of stepping out, and, uh, stepping out, uh, in, in, well, and just in, in general, um, stepping out. Um, so I, I got a, I got a, a bit of a story uh, stepping out is um, – so my old neighbor uh, is now my boss. I take you down the, a little bit of that road, how that, okay. how that happened. The, the guy that owns the, my, my, uh, the company that I work for in my day job, he used to be my neighbor. So when I first... You mean you don't get paid for this? <laughs> no, we don't get paid for this. So you need to go to Rumble and Subscribe. download this. And, yes. <laughs> You're getting the, the look of uh, judgment from Alan right now. You're watching <laughs> all the subscribers. So watch us. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, so there was a time where, uh, and I won't, I won't say his name cause I didn't ask permission to, to, to tell sure. the story on him. So, sure. um, there was a time that he was, he was not well. Um, he had a lot of times, uh, uh, there was a time where his, his uh, stomach was bothering him and things like that. So, um, he couldn't take care of his yard. So believe it or not, from looking at my yard right now, um, I would not mow only my yard, but I would also mow his yard on a regular basis. He would salt his yard. <laughs> He'd mow his and salt the neighbors. Yeah. Don't have to worry about the grass anymore. <laughs> um, but I did that for a uh, span of about two years, both both summers, and um, and about that time that I was uh, going to go ahead and turn that back over, he decided he was going to go ahead and sell that house. Um, and him and I had had a lot of good conversations. We became very neighborly. We'd, we'd talk about our wives and our lives, kind of a uh, king of the hill style. We'd be out by our trash cans talking about our wives, our lives, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> And uh, developed a pretty good friendship. So, um, but he 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 retained that like, hey, my neighbor Josh took care of me. He, he, you know, mm-hmm. he came over, and, and um, so uh, sometime later, sometime passes. He uh, now to give context to this uh, happening, um, my my grandfather had said, uh, and I was at a dead end job at a, a license branch. For 10 years. You know that, right? Oh, yeah. And every yeah. time I, I drew a number, random number, I mean, random number, and there's like 30 <laughs> employees, this man always called my number. I, I finagled the system. Oh, I, being you? honest. <laughs> oh, man, I thought that was just random. No. Oh, uh, yes, Scott? Oh, no, one, third of the, one third of the time it did work out, but I, I finagled the system a little bit. <laughs> it was rigged. Um, <laughs> and, man, would I get in trouble with the license branch. <laughs> Uh, but my grandfather had said, uh, well, what do you expect to happen? Uh, a job to just come knock at your door. And uh, I was coming home late one night because on, on Tuesday nights, that was a late night at the license branch. So coming home late, and I get a phone call from my wife. And Laura says, hey, um, you remember our uh, neighbor 
so-and-so. And, and I said, yeah. We said, you need to give him a call. He, uh, he, he's got something to ask you. So I call him up. I'm almost home. And he goes, hey, man, would you like to come in for a job interview? And uh, he goes, you see, I got to meet it up with these three people and, uh, and see, if you, see if you fit the job. Because you think you like computers and stuff like that? So, yeah, I like computers. I, I can work with them a little bit. And so I went in for the job interview. Um, was very nervous that day. And, uh, and I didn't know what was going to happen because because as I was leaving, they said, oh, well, you know, uh, you, you'll hear from us in a couple weeks. And I was like, a couple weeks. I, I really don't know. <laughs> and it wasn't but four or five hours later, I had this ping, ping on my phone. And I look at it and it's an email. And, uh, this is, again? Was it ping, ping? Ping, ping. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have it programmed in the soundboard. So, oh, gotcha. uh, <laughs> um, anyhow, I look at the email and it says, we would like to offer you the, uh, a job at XYZ. And this is, you know, the amount that we're going to offer you and everything. I was like, whoa, literally a job came a knocking on my door. <laughs> and all I had to do was step out goodness right yeah and it and my boss the the, the the one that owns the company he's also a man of faith perfect so regularly on wednesdays him and, a, and actually a bunch of other people i work with we all we all text each other on wednesdays we call it worship wednesday and we hashtag it and everything and we send each other inspirational videos and scripture and that's cool right and uh that 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 all kind of stepped stemmed out from me sending my boss uh, uh, a few texts here and there on on Wednesday. It was always on Wednesdays we were sending stuff back and forth, and then we got to like sending faith stuff, faith based stuff, every Wednesday. And then we started calling it Worship Wednesday, and then other people wanted to get on the group because they're like, "What are you guys? What are you doing over there? Laughing and giggling and checking out your phone?" And <laughs> and so yeah, started growing. Yeah. Can you picture four guys playing on their phone and giggling? Yeah. <laughs> Did you find a? I don't want to. I found a sound. A sound. Fair enough. I found a sound for you. It's a cheer. <laughs> we, we, well, I was I was glad that it wasn't an ad. <laughs> and now I hear gravel. Oh. Yeah, uh, that's a, that's a nice little. Uh, Soundboard you found on your phone there. Yeah, oh, we, yeah. We, need to get, we need to get something worked into the um, soundboard for a, a ding-ding, though. <laughs> oh, I got one for you. Play it a little further out from the microphone, maybe, so it doesn't burst. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect for it's Alan. What <laughs> uh, about you, Dad? You got a story about stepping out? Oh, please. Every time I step out, I get run over. <laughs> oh, that's the whole thing I was thinking about. Like... <laughs> No, no, it's uh, any. Oh. <laughs> and yes, I am coming after you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, throw a little bit of kung fu voice in the end. Uh, no, <laughs> um, you know, stepping out anytime. I think just about any time I've done anything, it's been stepping out. I went from Kokomo to a job in Indy, mm-hmm. and uh, well, to provide for us. Mm-hmm. We yeah. came came down here. Thanks, and thanks for that. I, I yeah. know, I know. It, uh, Alan, Alan, and I would have never met if yeah. if we hadn't 
<laughs> that means you and I would have never met Gary. What? What? You did this to yourself, Gary? <laughs> Believe me, you're not the only one I met of Josh's friends. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> They're very, to very southerly put it, bless their hearts. <laughs> no, it's uh, there was a a good group of kids, and I think I'll use that as the best term for them. Um, oh, you know. we're adults now, Gary. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think some of you have grown out of the way that chins were. That's a matter. That's a matter of which is a good, good thing. thing. Yeah, 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 subjective, very much so, but. Um, in all honesty, I think there were times that I had to be knocked down, and it was when when I was getting up, that's when a lot of times I was stepping out because mm. I was basically just kind of because any time I was never where God wanted me, he'd always managed to, well, he, he would send something, in my path that would that would send me down a different road mm. and um and you know so jesus always, took the wheel well he, he took the wheel kind of at times it just felt like the devil kind of took the wheel crashed us and god said well you wouldn't have been in the car if you'd been listening to me <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's about how some of it went um and that that's honest um there were roads that I went down that a lot of people would go through and say, you know, you knew Jesus, but you still went down those roads. Mm -hmm. And um, I think in going down those roads, it gives me it gives me a perspective that a lot of other people don't have, because when I come across people that um, um, are struggling with a drug addiction or alcohol or something, and they're like, well, you don't know anything about about me, and I'm like. <laughs> Really? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I could burn through liquor, uh, burn through liquor faster than a match in some cases. Um, so there's there's part of my life that, um, thank the Lord, you know, a good woman come into my life and had two beautiful kids. Um, that was a definite step of faith because uh, when you're, you hear that, Alan? I was beautiful once. I know. I, I looked up at the lighting and went, "Whoosh, whoosh." <laughs> <laughs> um, you you always view your kids. <laughs> you, you always. He's view, taking your job from you, Sterling. <laughs> you, oh no! Sterling's like, that's perfectly fine. I want to just sit back and laugh He's at these have guys me back there on the soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, but the challenges that in life, I. <laughs> you were a go, challenge too, Josh. Yeah, I, that, I'm still a challenge. I, I, oddly enough, part of his challenge was the individuals he was around. Uh, <laughs> never mind, Josh. Ha ha, Alan. I want that stricken from the record. <laughs> you got you got to remember it was one of the guys he'd hang out with was who he was riding bicycles with when he got hit by a van. Oh, I don't know. Got hit by a van. Yeah, by van. It was a Dodge. Wow. He didn't dodge it. Yeah, I didn't get out of the way. He, he it was a full-size van when it hit him, and it was a minivan after. afterwards. <laughs> yeah. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> couldn't dodge a minivan, I tell you, you that. couldn't dodge the minivan. Um, so there were definitely challenges. I was, in the end, I think all parents, to a degree, 
you're growing up as your kids are growing up. Yeah, you bet. And uh, but for me, literally, I was a year out of high school. It was, um, in fact, I got married. Well, let's see if I, I got married seven months after grad, um, a year and seven months after graduating high school. And, um, so with that being said, and you got a kindergartner and a two year old. Mm -hmm. And so that aren't, that aren't yours. They're step kids. So total step out. And then to, then to take the step that I got to be a dad and be a good dad. And, you know, I, I had good examples around me of what that should look like. I won't say they were perfect at it. Um, you know, they were still growing up and figuring stuff out, and they still had their wild sides. Um, I know how you kept Josh in line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a whole other story there, and I'll, I won't say it, and you neither should you. I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> I'm saying nothing. <laughs> Not, nothing I did. We'll just leave it at that. It's we'll just, save so. it for Alan's show. Uh, <laughs> As he smiles. <laughs> but, no, yeah, you know, there's, there's, with levels of journey that I have went through, um, there's always been somewhere where I've, I've come up to a spot to where it has not been that it was just a simple, um, here's, Here's a why in the road. It was usually a wall that I had to go through or a wall that I had to knock down in order to go to the next level. So I've always, um, and more so now, I really kind of see what needs to be. And the beautiful thing is, is with every challenge that I've had, I've, I've seen, I've seen the next level. So this, this is mortal combat to where the loser is the one that wins. And that's, that's kind of where, that's where this kind of stems from Amen. for me. So, all right, now that I've went extra deep, you can, you can lighten the mood and get everyone to laughing again. <laughs> well, <clears throat> no, um, yeah. stepping out. Right. So I don't know. I, I'm I I used to be a really solid creature of habit. Uh, it was pretty much, you know, my day was, Pretty planned, top to bottom, every single day. I think the first time I really stepped out, and it happened in rapid succession. It was the job I had for 19 years, and then seeing another friend at another job, going, "Hey, you should come. You should come do this. It pays better." And knowing that I had hit my ceiling at the, the current job, I said, "No, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him six months and see how he does, right? Because I'm not gonna step out, knowing that I can pay my mortgage with this money." So I sat around and watched. After six months, he was doing great. So I, I made the leap. I got there, made great money, enjoyed the job. COVID came. COVID took that job away. First time I'd ever been unemployed as an adult, so I was freaking out. But then I'd never thought about I don't gamble at all. Not a bit. Never had a liking for it. Not a thing. The stock market. I thought, you know what? I could I could play with $10. Maybe I could play with a hundred. And um, <laughs> I took a lot of risks. I took a lot of, I mean, not a lot of risk. It was a lot of, you know, calculated risk, blah, 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 blah. We're not going to get there. But that was, that was the next stepping out. It was something that was yeah. nobody in my family does. I had no background in it. And I went out there and actually made quite a bit of profit. 
Um, <laughs> you got the eye roll from him, too. <laughs> and then venturing in, I mean, just every every time, you know, and um, that was really the, the two biggest leaps. The two times I really put myself out there and was worried about it. You know, I was, I've always worried about finances. I've always paid everything off early. I've always just, I, I always skipped fun in my 20s to be able to make two payments of something. Because having the fun wasn't as valuable to me as then not having the stress. And so, um, what do you have loaded up for me? Come on. Nothing. Your your thumb is above the phone. You're going to play something. You <laughs> might as well do it. Okay. That's fair enough. <laughs> no. He's going to let it all ride out. <laughs> he is... Um, He's defeating me through attrition. <laughs> so I will go ahead and pass it back to you, buddy. <laughs> if that is the only way to make this stop, I will pass it to you. <laughs> no, I can. I'll push all the buttons on me. <laughs> so you stepped out in faith, and you got the. Oh job. no, it's your story now. Oh no, it's not my story. Oh, your story. He was just retouching base. I'm, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just fluffing your story up. Okay. I appreciate it. I'm putting all the special stuff on it. It's it's like a my pillow. I'm putting a pinstripes on yeah. it. Like a Mike Lindell special. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Wouldn't well, it be great to talk about Mike Lindell's my pillows? Yeah. It would yeah. be. Yeah. Mike, if you're listening, we need a sponsor, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, right? He's not listening. Uh, not listening. Not yet. I'm gonna have okay, to keep we'll sending him the spam. But like, you know, this. I mean, this was definitely stepping out. You know, and doing yeah. this. I mean, I'm obviously comfortable talking to people. We're extroverts here. Yeah. But to go, okay, I don't know anything about making a YouTube video. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. You know, what What's it going to take? And um, and then beyond that, I mean, I think about losing your, your private life. I, I think about that all the time. You know, with my daughter at home, I'm going, okay, how far do I, what do I want to talk about? How, what do I not want to talk about? How do I keep things sacred? in my life and not share too much or how do I not become a person who I wouldn't say panders, but how do I not become a person of the people sort of, you know, like, Oh, Hey, they want this. Well, Hey, I'm going to keep giving them this. And so I think that's one you, thing. That, so in other words, you don't want to be a family of females that just seemingly everyone needs to keep up with. No, none of them. And not I can a single appreciate one of them. that. I can appreciate that. Yeah. They, they have more plastic in their, their front room than I have. <laughs> I have anywhere in my life. <laughs> or you can hit somebody with your car oh, and start wearing a dress. <laughs> he did it. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it though. But yeah, I mean all everything. You know, this is all this is all stepping out and hoping yeah. it works, you know, and that's where we are today. Yeah. Stepping out, waiting for those hundred thousand those those thousand subscribers. <laughs> thousand subscribers and a thousand hours. Of view time also, or no, 3,000. I, yeah. I got a thousand, I got a thousand hours. I yeah. got a thousand people watch. Yeah. They just don't want to watch next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, all too often, uh, when, when Alan and I are in the, here in the studio, we're, we're taping his show. Um, he gets to be the Guinea pig for a lot of, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's usually, it's, so that is the funny thing. Like I come in and I go, Josh, I want to do this. And then, you know, Josh has never said, no, we don't, I don't, I don't really care. He goes, let me, let me figure it out. Let me do some research. And so it's actually been pretty fun. I, I feel yeah. kind of because I always come out, I'm like, hey, I saw this. I think it's cool. And he goes, I'll figure it out. You know, and there's never been a time where Josh has been like, no, just, just shoot the show. Just shoot the show. I'll just shut up and shoot the show, Alan. 
<laughs> it needs to be funny. Laughing libertarian. <laughs> dance, clown, dance. Be, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. <laughs> be the clown. Be the clown already. <laughs> Camera's on. <laughs> so, Richard, you got a, you got a story about stepping out other, outside of, like you told the, the story about college, but, yeah. I mean, do you have another one for us, maybe? We want more. Dance, clown, dance. (laughs) (laughs) How's that for a sound bite? (laughs) Well, there's some things that are coming up um, and that I'm stepping out on faith. Um, My goal um, is to be on the mission field one week out of every quarter of every year. I've been on a couple mission trips and I've been called to Costa Rica, um, Colombia, uh, Vietnam. I've got a friend that would like to take me to Vietnam, the Philippines, uh, Sierra Leone, and Kenya. And I have friends in Sierra, both Sierra Leone and Kenya, and they want me to come. And I'm like, wow, you know. And I've often said, Lord, if it's your will, it's your bill. And so that's what I'm stepping out on. My business is a is a great business to get me there. And I look the way I look at my business. Do I like what I do? Yeah, I love what I do. Yeah. Okay, but is it my passion? No. My business is my vehicle to get me where I want to go. It's the vehicle Same. by which God can bless me so that I can bless others. Yeah. So, And that's where I'm stepping out right now is I don't know how a lot of things are going to get done, but it's like I'm amazed. I, in, in fact, confession, confession, okay. Confession from a believer who doesn't believe. Okay. Mm. <laughs> All right, so um, I had a client just recently turn in, an offer, and um, I encourage them to stay with me. We'll keep making offers until this craziness goes away, yeah. you know, where everybody's jumping through all kinds of hoops and offering Disney vacations. That really happened, offering Disney vacations to get a house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, but it worked. They got the job done. But anyway, he said, I'm just so tired of all this craziness. I just want to do a straight up offer. And I said, let's keep doing it and we'll, we'll eventually get there. Well, I turned in the offer, and I was real positive with the other side, the other agent. And as I hung up the phone, I go, no way. <laughs> That's not going to fly. And I was convinced of it. But then in that instant, God came to me. You said, if it's my will, it's my bill. Okay. And I forgot. I just said, Lord, I'm sorry. I praise you. Praise your name. Whatever your will be done. Okay, so I uh, had that moment. Uh, it was a very hard moment because I felt very convicted for what I was saying you know, yeah. and speaking out. But at the, at the same time, I just kind of relaxed, got on the couch, turned on the tube, and I'm kind of laying there, you know, and I'm flipping through my phone, and I'm flipping through my email, and it says, offer accepted. What? <laughs> what? And so, again, I forgot on my knees and said, Lord, thank you. And so... So, and in fact, that was actually from a person who is from a different country. So I kind of saw that as a little dovetail, you know, it's like, I got you, I got you. Yeah. And so now I've just relaxed and say, Lord, I'm going to do my due diligence. I'm going to be the little mouse in the maze. I'm going to keep going, but you're going to show me the way. Yeah. And, and getting to go to the, those different places and be able to spread the word that way, mm-hmm. like butter. Yep. Um, yep. That's that's a that's a big stepping out. Yeah, you're coming into. Uh, yeah, and I may end up. I don't. But it's going to happen. It, I have I have full faith that it's going to happen. News, news flash. I don't know where I'm going to end up living either. 
Somewhere on the planet, I'm sure, but <laughs> I don't know where. As long as you make it back here every now and then to do this show, right? <laughs> well, there's one country that wants me to stay with them. They're 12 hours difference from us. Oh, well, we can do it through uh, video. Right? <laughs> yeah, we can do video uplink. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, but that I have full faith that that's gonna that's gonna come yeah. through just Thank fine. You and um, you know, it's 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 things like that. Well, things like the, like the show, like because we were early stages, and it was just like. Sterling and I talking in the my backyard about the concept. And then I get talking with Louie, reconnect with Alan, and then it was just like, boom. It all started coming together, boom, didn't it? Boom. And I didn't know how, I didn't know where it was, gonna, how it was going to happen, or but it did. Mm-hmm. God, he ha- like you said, he has this plan. It's like, it goes back to your story, Nehemiah, right? Mm-hmm. Right back to Nehemiah. Yeah. It just, I stood keep. up, I stood up that, did you see that he stood up and then he looked, I looked around and then I stood up. So he went, gathered all the facts and he stood up and said, you don't see this like God sees it. God's going to make this happen. Fight for your families, exactly. fight, fight for your homes, fight for your sons and daughters. Go right back to being like Joshua and Caleb mm-hmm. and being those offensive men of faith, men and women of faith mm-hmm. again, where we're bringing the message, mm-hmm. and we're not just bringing it in this studio. It's it's going out, and other people, hopefully not just in the United States, but in other countries, get to hear it, and and get to know the Lord. I was kind of myself surprised by by the fact Mom had this dog, and it was a Pekingese, and it was really old, and it was like half blind, and half of his teeth were missing, a few snackle teeth out like this, and I don't even know how the dog even saw what was what was happening. But a dog the size of Journey went trotting down Mom's street. That's my German Shepherd for those yeah, who don't know. Yeah, huge German Shepherd. And, and so this little blind, almost toothless, little tiny furry dog started barking and chasing that dog down the street, and it put its tail between its legs and took off. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, with God, we're a majority, right? Yeah. So the, was the little dog's name David? It was named Sandy. Oh, I was just thinking like San- King, King David. Yeah, yeah her, her pedigree was Sansu Tony. Keep in mind, she was a Pekingese, so she was Chinese. <laughs> um, yeah, let's uh, move it on over to the politics portion. Nothing? Okay. <laughs> Dun, crickets. <laughs> All right, so um, first story uh, coming this week comes from uh, Red State. CNN can't stop using Florida's destructive Hurricane Ian to push climate politics. What? Right? CNN is taking uh, the never let a crisis go to waste motto way too seriously as it cannot stop using Hurricane Ian Ian to push climate change narratives. As Red State reported earlier, Don Lemon actually tried to get the director of the NOAA to say that climate change was the cause of the hurricane's intensity. Uh... No lemon. No. Bad lemon. Very um, bad lemon. <laughs> <laughs> he, he felt that squeeze. You're to not which, making lemonade with that one. <laughs> no. No. Uh, to which the director embarrassingly shut him down. Uh, now CNN uh, anchor Bill Weir is also attempting to say that global warming is exactly what's to uh, blame for Ian. During his report, Weir was standing out in the middle of, the, of a field in the rain and when repeating, uh, repeatedly pressed that this was a climate issue. He reported that this community had been 
devastated before before her uh, by Hurricane Charlie, and that's when he began banging on the climate change drum. He began talking about how these people had learned a lesson about living on the coast in the midst of rapidly a rapidly warming planet, and the res, and as a result, climate precautions were put in place. He, he uh, rapidly warming. Alrighty. <laughs> yeah, not not like in the seventies when it was heading towards another ice age. Um, mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Very true. What a that's the climate change right there. We were heading towards an ice age in the seventies, and then it was warming. Yeah, it's been warming for for a while now. Hey, don't worry. We're going to run out of oil for like four decades, and now we're just worried about burning it because now it's going to destroy the earth. (laughs) Uh, Well, he ended with one more push for the climate change narrative. Quote, this is exactly what climate scientists have been warning about for a long time, and and now we get to see it up close. Uh, I guess not all heroes wear capes. I I don't know. You know, except, (laughs) except the main climate scientist who, you know, set Don Lemon straight. Exactly. It's all uh, the other ones that like yeah. what we say. Because they're smart enough to, I don't know. Don Lemon, he is, uh, um, I mean, he got shifted out of his primetime spot, or he is going to. Yeah, he's going to the mornings here soon enough. And, uh, yeah. I think he's just kind of having a. He's believing this is what America needs. He knows this is his swan song. I mean, <laughs> this yeah. is pretty much it for him. He's swinging for the fences and nobody's having it. And I love it so much. <laughs> it's like. Two times in a week. Two times a week he got lit up by the person he was interviewing. Oh, nice. It's like that guy that you've already you've already shown him that you're going to have checkmate no matter what in chess. But he's still going to keep moving the king one of the two spaces. Let's see what I can accomplish. I'll just move it right here. Checkmate. Move right here. Checkmate. I thought he was the guy that would just wipe <laughs> the board. Oops. Oh, oh I yeah, fell. Yeah, <laughs> we got to start over. He definitely has the type that would flip the board. That's for sure. He's from there. He grew up down there. He knows better than that. More. <laughs> knows better than that meteorologist. Yeah. And yeah, we really haven't had very many hurricanes at all. You know, when you consider even last year, there, yeah. was, there wasn't very much. But it's, they said, oh, it's all, this is climate change. Or it's hurricane season. Yeah. It's fall. <laughs> this is what happens. What? What? Hurricane I, season? I yeah. Just, <laughs> but isn't hurricanes caused by warming of the water? <laughs> warming of the water. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, warming of the water is going to happen regardless. It yeah. happens every season. It does. And that, that climate changes naturally as a progression throughout the year because you have low pressure systems, high pressure systems. Yeah. Right. The other thing to note, too, is hurricanes are named starting by the alphabet. Mm-hmm. We're at I. Yeah. Yeah. What about the other guys? <laughs> what about all those other? Storms. What happened to them? Did you? Now? I don't recall. Were they were they screaming climate change when Katrina came through? Oh, I don't remember. No, no, they were screaming at the Army Corps of Engineers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for being, for building a city in a bowl. Not knowing what a dice Why was. did the United States let us drown? Because you're a toilet bowl. I'm sorry, New Orleans, for all your beauty. You're still a toilet bowl. You were warned, you were told, and you done nothing. Did you did you watch the the back and forth of Don Lemon though? I watched some of it, yes. I, I just love yeah. how it's hey, climate change, right? And he's like, well, well, we can talk about climate change, but I really want to talk about what's going on right now. Okay. Well, you know, you said you'd talk about climate change, so climate <laughs> change, right? Well, I wouldn't say climate change is responsible for one. You can't look at one occurrence and say it's climate change. That's kind of a broad study you'll have to do. Yeah. 
Well, I'm from that area. I grew up in that area, so I can just tell you that hurricanes have gotten worse. Oh, Don Lemon, look at you, specialist and all. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Thanks for talking over the meteorologist. <laughs> yeah, the guy that went to school to tell you what the weather okay. was Okay, how long ago was Katrina? I don't know. So it's been a let's while. Google that. Um, I don't know how much I trust Google. They might gaslight us. At this point, it was like time, eighteen years, seventeen, eighteen years. It, it happened yeah, it's been before. A long time. New Orleans went against Peyton Manning and the Colts, and they called that a David and Goliath football game. The Indianapolis Colts was listed as Goliath. 2005. Okay, so 2005. So here we have a Category 5 going through Cuba. And it technically did it. Was it a Category 5 when it, it hit? It came up short. It came up short. So, I, what, it was like Category? Category 4. four. It was two miles per hour off. And um, and then I don't think it was C- even. Category 5 I don't minus. know how far inland <laughs> right. it came before it dropped to uh, to a. Uh, By Orlando, it was down to a tropical storm. But it was moving like seven or nine miles per hour. It was just grinding. Yeah. So, I, and, Very slow. and not taking anything away from this storm, but uh, just stating, okay, so one that um, did uh, $12.5 billion worth of damage, 1800 you can Google it, and it's there. Uh, according to Google, 1800 fatalities for Katrina. How many are dead? That I don't know, but they're going to have a much higher dollar figure because of inflation. Yeah, oh, touche. <laughs> this yeah, was the most, a, and that's a richer part of the country. <laughs> this is the exactly. most destructive hurricane in history. Have you ever seen uh, the price of homes in Naples because the Yikes. because of inflation? <laughs> Yikes! I can't put a home in my or, navel. Thank or, you. Or Tampa? <laughs> well, I saw like a two point two point six million dollar sports car. Like they had a video of it floating down the street. Oh, the guy just bought it. Oh my goodness! You kidding? Yeah. I just wanted to swim with the sharks. That's fair. That's I good. mean, I mean, they was showing them. Well, the sharks like, going down the street. Yes, yeah. uh, actually, they got video of one attacking something. Um, uh, Benny Johnson was showing a video of one that was he, he was going after something. I don't know what it was, but he was he was inland and he was he was going to town on something. He thought it was Biden. <laughs> I I pray not. I know what's coming up behind Biden. That's not what we need either. Biden's bad. The only reason no one has used. The word impeached, unless it deals with Trump, that's the last thing they want because even the Democrat Party know that what's behind Biden, they don't want in power either. <laughs> yeah, she couldn't even get 4% in the, hey, in the hey, primary. Hey, hey. <laughs> she got North Korea to try and to sign a treaty with us, guys. Yeah. It, it was only the White House who backtracked that and made it South Korea, guys. Come on. Now, I will say, though, one thing that does bother me, is that, and believe me, I'm not a Biden fan whatsoever. I don't like how the White House goes right behind the president and just undermines everything he says. He says, we're yeah. standing with Taiwan. They're like, whoa, whoa, no, we're uh, we're going to uphold our our, our, our agreements with China. He says, you know, this. And they're like, no. And I'm like, you know what? He's your boss. At the end of the day, he's your boss. You can't undermine the president. I don't care if you like him. I don't care how much. Yeah. I don't care how we feel about him. At the end of the day, when he makes a statement, you have to stand behind it. Otherwise, he looks bad, even even worse. Even worse. And, a, and see, that's once again we come back to the division. Uh, 
how can you build a wall? You got to have unity. Mm-hmm. And he's not progress. He is not progressing that agenda. Um, There's no unity the White House. House is not even um, pushing that. So in the end, we've got. I mean, come on. Let's see here. They sat across the table from us and was dogging us about how we treat Americans in Alaska. Well, at the meeting at the summit in Alaska, uh, what couple year uh, year back, two years ago, yeah, about two years, and uh, I think before we went total woke, and then woke, woke is lost woke, woke is woke of woke. Does that it's, make sense? It's a woke? it's a one upping whenever someone yeah. is woke. Now, when we talk about Joe Biden, uh, Olympics. The, the reason they're they're always going against what he says is because he. he He's self-admittedly a gaffe machine. And proof of that uh, comes this week from um, New York Intelligencer. Um, Joe Biden asks about the whereabouts of Congresswoman who died. Um, At the White House conference on nutrition and hunger in America on Wednesday, uh, President Joe Biden looked for Representative Jackie Wilarski. That name probably sounds familiar to you. Especially if you live in Indiana. um, An advocate for uh, the issue during her time in office. Quote, Jackie, where are you? Biden asked, quote, where's Jackie? She was going to be here, but Wilarski was not in attendance because in August, the Indiana Republican and two of her aides were killed in a head-on collision on a highway outside of South Bend. Uh, As tragic as that was. Which should have been able to have been prevented by the highway czar, Buttigieg. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I know what really went wrong there. You see, the 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 road had buckled unexpectedly because of global warming. Oh, I'm just oh, saying. Global warming. Oh, it, was a cli- it was that climate there change. It is. The, climate the climate change. change. Yeah. Climate change killed Jackie Wilarski. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I'm probably right was, about that. I I kind of would have thought they would have blamed it on Trump. No, 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 not Trump. I saw a channel the other day had an exclusive video where she actually was there and he was talking to her. Oh, yeah, it was, uh, over on The Laughing Libertarian. Oh, that's right. It was my show, wasn't it? <laughs> oh. <laughs> shameless. Not a shameless plug at all. <laughs> but he talks to her. She's right there. <laughs> In her little white sheet and everything. So, so <laughs> is that who he's reaching to shake hands with every time he puts his hand out? Yeah, there's, uh, there's several of them. Yeah, there's several of those. But uh, interestingly enough, Bless his heart. Uh, just a month ago was when that incident had happened, and the White House particularly Joe Biden, issued an official statement. and uh, He must have forgot he made the statement. Yeah, and so if you actually go over The Laughing Libertarian and check out that short, it's got we have the first paragraph of that statement being read off by, by Mr. Alan McFarlane. So um, I suggest you go check that out. But he, he talks about how him and Jill were, were saddened by that news. And then now the, the excuse that uh, the press secretary came up with was, well, she was in mind because yeah. she was a, she was she was an advocate for health and education. That was her biggest issues that she was always striving to help out in health and education. Fair enough, but uh, you issued a statement of mourning to her and her family. Um, so, <laughs> why do you think she would be there after that? Well, now that meeting was preset up. So the speech may have been pre-set up, and then they, oh, you know, there were lines so that the didn't get deleted. Teleprompter's problem. Wait yes, a minute. He, the reads, he reads exactly what the teleprompter says. That didn't work well for the anchorman. 
No, definitely not. <laughs> no, no. And and when it starts to really sound bad, the teleprompter is off. Yeah. <laughs> Come with me, Joe. It's time for nappy nap. <laughs> try as, uh, try as you bottle. might. Yeah, because uh, during the red light speech, if you actually catch the end of the red light speech, he comes back, grabs the microphone, and tries to say something. that They've done turned that sucker off. <laughs> no, one that I thought was kind of interesting was, you know, I'd have to look up the exact quote, but Barack Obama was quoted saying, and I'm paraphrasing, um, something along the lines of that he wished he had a third term where not everyone was staring at him and he could get things done. Yeah. And it kind of feels that way, you know, because old Joe can just be the, the scapegoat. I mean, everything can just collapse on him and who cares? We're just going to move on, but all of these things are going to get done. Yeah. I, I just, I constantly think about that. Well, and... Um, they felt like they could get away with it because on the surface, Joe Biden can, can lead a lot of people to think that he's a nice guy. He's just right. a nice, he's a nice guy. It's like Zelensky from Tommy boy. Mm, he seems like a nice guy, but he's not, he's not a nice guy. And he, and he's shown that time and time again now. And especially in that, that red light speech that we've talked about a few times on this show, uh, since it happened, uh, cause he just told half the country, Hey, you're extremist threats. That, that kind of rhetoric is not going to fly. So when he talks about not being able to work with MAGA Republicans or anybody who supports Donald Trump, well, ha, ha, he, supposed his half of the country, a lot of them are going, wait a minute here. Did you say, I don't, did you say red light? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. This is a warning. This show has derailed... <laughs> Protect yourself. <laughs> Get to high ground. Here well, comes the hurricane. What, what's even sadder is I know that that's from Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that just completely derailed my thought here. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. You can clobber <laughs> me Which later. is also partly a fault that Joe Biden has. He yeah. gets easily derailed. Uh, red light speech. So red light, the red light speech. And so he's, 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 he's the, he did exactly what Hillary Clinton uh, allowed herself to to, to be beaten easily by Donald Trump. Now, not, not, not only did he already have uh, a great amount of support in this country, but his, his support increased as soon as she said, well, you know, half the country's deplorables anyway. So we took that, we took that name deplorable. We wore it as a badge and said, okay, here we are. So once again, MAGA Republicans or anybody supporting Donald Trump said, okay, let's put this extremist threat badge on. We're going to wear that too, because Words, words don't mean anything when Democrats say them anymore. And like promise. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Peace, and, promise, you know, peaceful even. Yeah. Um, Protesting. <laughs> racist, uh, transphobic, homophobic. I'm not afraid of. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you found it. <laughs> And the fight is off. Looks like the champ's got to really, he's got him up on the ropes. Everything's going to look really good here really quick. And, oh, man, that's the shot right there. It's got some body shots going on, and just everything looks well. Oh, just, this is an incredible fight. Derailed once more. <laughs> so uh, to get us down to our, our last uh, our article of the night, uh, coming from the Daily Wire, and we like the Daily Wire. Um, uh, hopefully they'll get to reach out from time to time, and uh, maybe they can lend us some uh some, uh, yeah, sponsors. Maybe. Because we need them. <laughs> Just lend them to us. We yeah. only need them for a little bit. Yeah. 
Just enough money to get by on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, coming from the Daily Wire this week. Well, just invite uh, Diamond and Silk on and things will go your way. There you go. <laughs> YouTube removed a viral pro-family speech from incoming conservative Italian Prime Minister. Uh, now, forgive me if I say her name wrong. Georgia Maloney. Is that correct? You got it. Yeah. So YouTube removed a viral speech defending the family and uh, ripping woke ideology giving, uh, given by incoming conservative Italian Prime Minister uh, Georgia Maloney before reversing course and, reinst- and reinstating the video. The Maloney speech from the uh, World Congress of Families gathering in 2019 went viral this week online in light of Maloney's groundbreaking win as uh, Italy's first female prime minister. That's pretty cool. Um, quote, why is the family an enemy? Goes to her. Why is the family so frightening? The family. The family. The family. The family. The family. Yeah. <laughs> An Italian say, yes, the, the family. Is, is, it, is, is it the, the family comedy, or yeah. is it the, the family? The family, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, if, if she was in New York, it would make, yeah, that would make. Trying to figure out what family it is. <laughs> More context. <laughs> then Diesel would be proud. <laughs> she, so she let said, this man get through this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there is a single answer to all these questions, she said in the, in the speech. According to, uh, trans, uh, according to transcript provided uh, by the Washington Post, quote, because it defines us, because it is our identity, because everything that defines us is now an enemy for those who would like us to no longer have an identity and to simply be perfect consumer slaves. So I've I've listened to that speech like four or five times this week. Right, but I wanted to make sure that we had plenty of cadence to that because right. once yeah. they take your identity away, you are you have nothing. You have no identity. You have no family. You have nothing. So you can be made into whatever thing they want, such as a consumer slave. Yeah, just bye bye bye. Yeah, and not this song. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You got that right. That is the, that is the correct sound, sir. Uh, but YouTube on Wednesday removed the video of the speech, adding an ambiguous note that the footage, quote, has been removed for violating YouTube's community guidelines. National Review reported that. Uh, now, no other information was offered to uh, general users uh, w- about which community guideline had been violated in the video. But... When the uh, Daily Wire reached out to the platform for more information, YouTube spokeswoman uh, Ivy Choi said the video has been reinstated. Convenient, oh, magical. <laughs> they were they were they were afraid that Ben Shapiro might make an entire video about it, right? Right. <laughs> and then that too would go viral. Maybe it already has. Um, Choi said, "Upon careful review, we determined this video is not uh, uh, violative." Of that's a what's an odd word violative right. of our community guidelines and has we have, and we have reinstated it. Um, we enforce our policies regardless of the speaker's political views. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they're so magnanimous. <laughs> yes. When it's brought to our attention that a video has been mistakenly removed, uh, sound like Twitter there. Um, watch out. We review the content and take appropriate action, including restoring the relevant videos or channels as we have done with this video. Um, Georgia Maloney's she's making a pretty good name for herself. And, and every article that I searched for, as soon as I found out, because I, I, I was learning uh, about this woman as I found out that she was getting elected. Um, as soon as I tried to, to, to go to Google 
or, or any other search engine for that matter, the first articles that would come up about this woman, it would say far right. Far right, yeah. What's so far right about having family values? I don't, I, I, it does not compute in my head what is so far right about wanting to have a mom, a dad, and kids at home. I, I just. You're so old fashioned. <laughs> I know, right? I, Dude, this is the modern family, not Little House on the Prairie. Get with the program. <laughs> I, I've, I've seen Ed O'Neill, but he was funnier back in the day. Um, <laughs> he had really good actors around him. <laughs> he did. He did. Um, <laughs> but even on even on his his earlier show, there was a family. There was a mom and a dad. Misguided at times, and 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 <laughs> based in Chicago, that's why <laughs> <laughs> problematic, right? Um, uh, but they always came together. They had mom, dad, and kids. And that, that's a value that America is losing rapidly. Uh, it's, 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 it's going away faster than your paycheck. It's going away faster than, uh, uh, I don't even know what to compare it to. Bad statements by Kamala Harris. <laughs> yeah. It seems it seems a little funny how quickly uh, the 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 video of her declaring North Korea as a as an ally is really difficult to find now. Uh. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like and just the simple fact that the White House was like, "We're gonna strike north out of that and make it south." There we go. It's right now. It, it never <laughs> was said that way. Thanks, China. Thanks, Russia. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's something China China does. That's something Russia does. Like this never happened. Yeah. Let's gaslight America. They'll never know. Yeah, talk about gaslighting. Wow. They're too busy eating their Doritos and watching their Game of Thrones to notice. Right? And that's that's the majority. That's the, that is that's unfortunately when they talk about the majority, they talk about the split between MAGA Republicans and they talk about the split between us and then uh, and then like mainstream. Democrats oh, yeah. or mainstream Republicans, even there's supposed to be a split there. We're trying to split up everybody into all these little groups. Most of America is too distracted. They they if they haven't caught this show yet or, or something like it. Um, they don't know. Right. They really have Sorry. believed this lie that that was said the way they covered it up to be. And until you say something and go, Oh no, here's the proof. And you show them in your, in their face. I had a coworker this week that questioned something I had said about something that Joe Biden had done. And he was like, Oh, I don't believe that. So I Googled it and I don't trust Google all that much. To be fair, but I thought I'll use a source that I know this coworker will trust. So <laughs> it only took one simple Google search, and I said, "There you go. There's the proof. It happened." And then he didn't believe me about something else that happened. I was actually talking about uh, Coca-Cola having classes on uh, oh, yeah. how to be less white. How to be less white. <laughs> and he so was like, "That's why we don't drink Coke around my house." Yeah, apparently not for <laughs> Wait us. Wait a minute. What color is Coke? <laughs> yeah i mean if, the, if it was about the liquid it would be fair enough right but it's not and so they if you were an incoming employee you would have to learn how to be less white if you were working for coca-cola right um so it doesn't matter what color it is as long as the color is inclusive exactly like a purple m&m um <laughs> but he this this co-worker did not believe me so i i once again source he trusts google and the whole first page was nothing but, uh, you know, 
left-leaning sources, MSNBC, CNN, they're also, this backfired. It doesn't pay to be woke, even though they're doing it themselves. It's, oh, it doesn't pay to be woke. Uh, be less white classes were offered by Coca-Cola to their employees, and it backfired. I wonder why. Because most of America, regardless if they're paying attention or not, doesn't want to hear this crap. Right. They want to have their mom, their dad, and their kids. That's what they're worried about. And that keeps getting pushed aside. Yeah. They're not going to teach Ebonics again, are they? Uh, no, there's actually an entire dictionary for that now. Yeah. 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 You know, they, they they had an Ebonics beauty contest, and each state got to put a representative in, but one state refused. Mm-hmm. Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> Sterling's, Sterling's face like, is in I'm his hands. I'm not even going to push the button on that one. <laughs> He just, no, 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 no. You can edit that one out, Sterling. <laughs> I've gone to my happy place. <laughs> I knew it was coming, but I thought, I'm going to let, I'm going to see what, see what, see if yeah. he goes for it. No, it's, it just proves once again, it's getting in, in order for, yes. and, and the bad part is, is, and there's still several people that say the, the American ex, uh, experiment and they want to end the experiment. I'm an American. I never viewed it as an experiment. We have the opportunity to do something that no other nation has been able to do. Absolutely. And we're going to let the agendas of a few, regardless of they say there's, well, the majority of us, of them are, is with us. No. They really haven't proven that to me. Right. And um, the majority of people don't know where they land until no, you show them no, until you yeah, go exactly here, here you, you can do your own research, but like here, well, see the vast majority of them <laughs> don't want to because they want to be right because, um, their mommy, their daddy or whoever is their, their them. Um, yeah. Z, yeah. there's, there's, um, they're offering chromosome, um, tells them this is the way life is. And this is how you've got to view it. And when you start doing that, you have just shot everything that kid can learn. It is difficult to be on a um, on a church bus with a, a group of individuals that make the decision based upon one person's view. Are there bad police officers? Yes. There's also bas- bad politicians. We're not running them to jail. We're now, not running. That's a place where majority is happening. <laughs> yeah. No, completely. Um, there has to be a point. People have to look, listen, and engage in a fashion of openness. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've got individuals that literally the simple aspect of the First Amendment and, you know, there was two or three people I asked that question to. They didn't know what the First Amendment was. What? <laughs> Dead serious. This sounds blew like, my mind. I'm sounds like, like we've got a man me. on the street coming up, Alan. Uh-oh. Oh, my gosh. Yes, please. Yes. It's, it's, you know, it, so we've What's got an amendment. <laughs> yeah, it, completely. And, and the uh, first three are all about guns in my book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
there are, and uh, you know it kind of falls back to the the whole notion of separation of church and state they they want to push crt and i know we're running close on time know, i know we're kind of we can bump out a little extension if we need um, to you're making a good point with with that being said well we're not pushing it we are pushing it what are you really trying to push well listen this school district is who's taking care of your child and we're going to teach them the way we need to teach them that way they're getting the education they deserve because they have rights they have rights and the problem is it's like well wait a minute so the parents don't have rights then you allowed the parent or handful of people literally a handful of people because actually i believe there was realistically only one person an atheist that said prayer needs to be removed from school and the lawsuit that led to it being removed from schools started with one person mm-hmm. so it sounds just, like let's just keep reinstated could so, start with one person yes yeah, so so when people will work the way they need to and stand for the things that need to be stood for, we can get rid of the stupid stuff. The the propaganda, we can get it kicked out of the media because it's real simple to fix the media. If you stop watching or you start sending them emails and say, listen, I don't want your propaganda. I want the news. I live in Indiana. Here's, I want Indiana information. If there is information that I need to know that is U.S. related, or world-related, give that to me. Give me the news. Mm-hmm. Not your opinion, not your um, producer's opinion. I don't want your um, owner's or CEO's opinion. I want the news. The news. Yeah, if you want opinions, you got to watch this show. Yeah. That's what this is for. <laughs> or just watch CNN, and then they'll give you the, all their opinions. Um, um which please, I highly they're, recommend. They're if all need, wrong. If you wrong. need to keep, uh, you need to keep your sanity. Don't watch CNN. Um, so, but that's that's where well, we're at. If we've you were a, viewing CNN Plus, you don't have to worry about that. It's, yeah, it's, it's dying out anyway. It's gone. It is it's gone. Been okay. gone. Yeah. Alrighty. I don't know. I don't associate with CNN. <laughs> it lasted a month, yeah. and uh, yeah, we, we've covered it. They are doing a lot better. MSNBC though hasn't hasn't fixed anything. <laughs> Listen, the only thing M, M, uh, they got correct was when they started getting attacked by the people that they was claiming to be saluting. Right. So that that was funny. It's like, oh, you're saluting them to the point that they're outside your building going, we hate you. Um, so uh, When you talk about schools, uh, that does that does raise one good point, though. Um, how, about, how about we stop talking about race? Because it, it, it shouldn't matter. Right. <clears throat> how about we just treat everybody the same? And we start telling mean, kids, hey, we can we can have a mom and dad and kids. You mean we're all human? Right. What? It's one race, the human race, right? It it, it shouldn't matter. Exactly. Just be nice. <laughs> I mean, sure, we kid around here on this show, but be nice. It's, it's really all you got to do to function in society today. Stop all of this. And, and stop hating on the, the family. Mm-hmm. I mean... With a good mom and dad at home, you you might see a productive member of society be raised up. Yeah, well, I, f- I feel extremely grateful to have had a, a wonderful stepdad who came in. He stepped out and stepped into my life and raised me. And 
and allowed me to have uh, a well-rounded life because I had two parents at home loving me and showing me the way. And I had a lot of friends growing up that didn't have that. And so a lot of times we had a lot of friends that ended up at our house because there was a mom and dad at home and you showed them just as much love as you showed James and I. There was love shown after they left. It was kind of, we just talked about all of them. <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad. There's, there were times you were talked about, but it was with the love. It's like, uh, no, yeah, completely. It's, it's time we grow up and look at what works and what works. Let's, let's, let's put the rubber, uh, let's put the tires to the pavement. 23 point, no, 24 point, no, 23.6% of kids today are in a fatherless home. So nearly a fourth of the world, uh, the children in America are in a home without a father. I'm surprised it's that low, to be honest with you. Me too. Realistically, I completely agree. And, um, but nonetheless, that's well, where even we're more at. unfortunate. Uh, in in the black community, uh, I, I looked this up the other day. It says seventeen percent uh, of homes have a father. So eighty three percent that does not. Wow. And then when you correlate that to the crimes that are committed by the small sector of society, and then they want to, then they have individuals that are claiming it's all because of the white people. No, no. it's because there needs to be a father in the home. To, to round out the family value. Yeah. I, I always say change the culture, change the results. Yes. Change the culture, change, change the, the results. results. One, yeah. one of the things that evil is after is after the building block called the family. Yeah. And, and in churches, the reason why churches fall apart, the reason why churches aren't effective. I love their chicken. Oh, man. You ain't too. <laughs> and neither here nor there. But what the, the thing that's really, really... Um, Eating at churches is not the doctrine. It's the families. It's the, the decimation of the family. Same thing's happening in our culture. Mm-hmm. Is it's the decimation of the family. And there's so many things that, that so many effects that that sons have when they don't have a father in the house. Yeah. So many ill effects that happen from that. Um, I'm done. Now, we're not saying that everyone that is in that situation becomes the statistic. Some, some have proven they can rise above and and see that shouldn't be the exception. That should be the rule. If the situation, I mean, you know, I get it. There are situations where a father goes to war. Right. Um, and, and dies during, during service. We're talking about the majority of homes here based on the statistic you've, you've rattled off. Yeah. But well, that statistic. But let's just let's just kind of let's just kind of get those pieces. Yeah. There, here's sector A, sector B. We have a society that is taking the the free love philosophy and taking it to the next level. You've got you've got people that I mean, um, they they used to make jokes about the Mormon families having so many kids. Well, now you got people that 
have several kids. And um, I don't know everything about Nick Cannon. I just know that he's at number 10 now. And, um, but he's also had how many wives? Uh, I, I don't know, but I, I, I do know that regardless of whether or not he's with those women, yeah. uh, regardless of his I, character I feel, outside feel, of it, I feel as though he's I know he's doing, a father. He's doing his due diligence. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think that that's, you've got that's to, the crux of what you're getting to yeah, is yeah. if you're a, if you're a father and you have any means at all to step up and step out. Be yeah. part of their lives. You, maybe you don't have the money to help financially support them. Maybe you don't. Because I, I, I've had a, I've had many good friends of mine that just they just did not have the financial means. But you can be there. Mm-hmm. You could show up to the ball game or the, uh, you know, ch- you can check make in memories. on memories. Make memories. Teach lessons. Check in on the the grades. Um, you know, if you have a day job, you know, maybe if you're if it's possible, take them to the job for a day and show them what you do. My dad couldn't pay for really anything at all, but he gave me a ton of skills. Right. So, I mean, that really was time with him and something I could use later. You, yeah. made, you made me look up some stats, and I'm just kind of go over a few of them Yeah, real quick. Okay, I know time's getting of the essence right now, yes. but 2021 U.S. Census Bureau reported revealed that 18.4 million children live in fatherless households. Households without fathers are four times more likely to live below the poverty line. In 2019, one quarter of the over 121 million men in America had at least one biological child under 18 years of old, age of old. Um, About 7 million biological dads are absentee dads to all their minor children. Uh, Fatherless homes statistics from 2009 reveal that divorce is a major cause of absent fathers. In the United States, there are on and there is an estimated 1.8 million solo fathers living with their children. Um, statistics on repercussions and health risks in fatherless households in 2022. Children of fatherless households are two times more likely to drop out of school. Infant mortality rates are two times higher in fatherless households. Teen pregnancy rates are higher in fatherless households. Children locking, or lacking interaction with their father early in life are likely to develop behavioral problems. Uh, adolescents from fatherless homes are more likely to commit crimes. Children growing up without a father are two times as likely to commit suicide. 43% of fathers don't consider their role to be as significant in their children's personal identity. Um, It's estimated that 24.7 million children under the age of 18 live without their fathers. 57.6% of African-American children have absent fathers. 72.2% 72.2% of America's population believes that fatherless homes are the biggest social problem in the country. 90% of the children unhoused and runaways in America came from fatherless households. 80% of all rapists with anger issues were raised in fatherless households. Fatherless households statistics reveal that 70% of America's youth that are living in state-run institutions are from fatherless households. I mean, it goes, I mean, one more, one more, and that's it. 90% of repeat offender teens, arsonists, were raised in fatherless homes. Wow. There it is. So. Amazing. Dad, you're important. Dad. Dad. I don't know. (laughs) Sitting next to me. Just Gary Moore. He's been very important, very pivotal in my life. And I'm, I I know I've said this in the past, but uh, if there's more men out there like you, Dad, uh, if there was more men out there like Alan's dad, there was more men out there like yeah. Richard's father. Yeah. 
Uh, Let's hear for dads. Yes. Um, Dads just being there, right? Spending the time. Whether Whether they can afford to do anything financially or not, doesn't matter. Be a part of your kid's life. And you will see uh, a productive member of society come out, uh, be the outcome. And, and hopefully... Be a part of the solution, not a part of the problem. Yeah. And hopefully they carry on those values into the next generation. Absolutely. Um, maybe they'll even end up on this show. Who knows? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, the man who brought the message this week across from me, yep. Mr. Richard Greenfield. Thank, Thank you for you coming, sir. Uh, it's always a pleasure. Uh, so, and need to keep having you come back as much as possible, uh, you know, and reach out, you know, because uh, we love having you. You get me off the battlefield, I'll come. <laughs> uh, next to him, uh, you might know him and love him, uh, potentially, possibly. I don't know. I don't know uh, either. <laughs> host of Laughing Libertarian, Alan McFarland. We love Thanks this for guy. having me. Oh, who said that? I did. Oh, shucks. <laughs> and there was no soundboard button there. I know. You need to be on this side of the table. I'm moving. (laughs) Looks like I'm producing next time. So I'm behind a table. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Thank you guys. And across from him, uh, once again, my father, Gary Moore, host of uh, more on the more. So if you haven't gone and checked over uh, that YouTube channel, it's still, still going strong there. Dad, over a hundred episodes there, right? Uh, Closing in on a hundred episodes. Closing in on a hundred episodes. Yeah. Um, And then I've been your host, Joshua Cummins. This has been faith, family and politics. Don't forget our soundboard guy. Oh, yeah, and and uh, our perfect producer over there. Yes, perfect producer. Sterling Metcalf Allen. Uh, oh, and, and there's there's one small little matter that we, probably the biggest matter of, of the entire thing. Uh-oh. Can you lead us out with prayer, sir? Sure. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. Lord, thank you for this evening we've had together with faith, family, and politics, and back to family. Uh, Father, thank you for this, uh, this day, and I ask a blessing on our audience and each one that was here this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 We'll see you next week. See you then. Take care. Bye.